Everybody, welcome to the Twistcast, the official podcast of the Twisted Cape. My name is Sam. I'm Mike, and I'm Jesse. So we saw Infinity War last night. Oh hell Infinity yeah! Wars. And uh, I know, <laughs> I know you guys are. <laughs> I know you guys are in the same boat as me, and are just not emotionally recovered from it. No, oh, no. no, oh god, no, oh god, no. So. Uh. I had trouble falling asleep. Yeah, I think we all did. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yes. a little bit. Oh, so Jesus. Uh, tonight is going to be all about Infinity War, the movie that we've all been waiting for for so so long, and we cannot wait to get to it. But first, we got some stuff that we need to get to. Mike, what we got going on in the news? Okay, the news will be quick and nice swift, and swift, quick and dirty. Like, oh, oh, please, oh. good sir. I am in haste. <laughs> I'm a taken man. Um, that won't stop me. <laughs> all right, a couple things real quick. Uh, and it's all related to the MCU because this is an MCU based podcast tonight. So, uh, first, uh, Marvel Kevin revealed that the phase four schedule will not be released until San Diego Comic Con 2019 Ooh. after the as of yet untitled Avengers. Four. It makes sense, wow. though, because I feel like Avengers Infinity War and 4 are going to have such a big impact on what's to come. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. I'm not really surprised by that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Avengers uh, 4, the yet-untitled Avengers 4 could be up to three hours long, as reported by the Russo brothers, wow. who, who also that. said the title of Avengers 4 should scare the shit out of us. So, Good. you know. We'll see what they did with Infinity War. Speaking, I am scared. Speaking of we'll see, uh, Chris Evans actually gave a we'll see response to a potential return uh, of Captain America, which is a bit of a, of a reversal of uh, what he's given us in the past. So that's kind of interesting. Damn. Okay. Uh, and finally, uh, the Black Widow movie, which is slated for 2020, mm-hmm. uh, may be a prequel uh, to, I guess, her first appearance in Iron Man 2. Okay. Um with the Winter Soldier as a as a character in the movie as well. Hmm. Very interesting. I, I don't okay. know how I feel about that. Going back to a brainwashed Winter Soldier. No, no, no. I love it because there's a, there's a line that almost feels like a throwaway line in, uh, I want to say it was Civil War. Okay. Where they're fighting. Yeah, it was Civil War because they're they're chasing him and Black Panthers after him, and she she pins him down and says do you even remember me and there's no explanation of that line at all hmm. it makes no sense i gotta tell you man i don't remember that <laughs> my memory is long like elephant uh, what the fuck does that even mean i don't even know <laughs> i mean elephants supposed to have notoriously good I, memories I, yeah they do I, I didn't know i didn't know it was necessarily long though i think i was hit in the head as a child hmm. that explains yeah that, that's probably it that's okay probably okay it. moving on though uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So we can move on. Whew. We can move on to Infinity War now. All right. Just Do we have anything else first? Uh, I don't think so. Dance party, maybe. That's what I was getting to. And there goes the And there it goes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, Infinity War. All right, so okay. we're going to do a quick little spoiler-free section here first. Yes. Let you know when the spoilers Absolutely. are kicking in. Yes. So yes. here comes the fluff. All right, so think about like a short 
phrase or a word that you could use to describe the movie. And when we run out of those, we'll jump in. So I'll, I'll start. Fun. Game-changing. Succinct. Crazy. Intense. Articulate. Murderous. Heartbreaking. Heart-wrenching. I felt empty. I feel empty now, now. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse almost cried right there. (laughs) Just remember that. It's that difficult of a movie. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I, so I don't even want to say, I don't, I don't like to tell people my emotional reactions to movies because I feel like it lends itself to certain, um, how, how obviously like how the movie will turn out, you know? If, if you are like, oh, my God, it was so funny, you can almost be like, well, I don't know how I feel about this movie and go, in it, go into it with a certain attitude. If you're like, oh, my God, I cried so hard or I was really, like, upset during the movie, that can mean so many different things. I don't yeah. like to steer people that way, so I'm not going to say whether I cried or not. Although I will question anyone that calls this, like, a raunchy comedy. But it was funny. It was times. funny, but, like... I was actually surprised <laughs> on at how comical it was they had to it was such a heavy i was as well you you know like it's difficult for a movie with this many characters and i honestly can't remember a movie that i saw i've ever seen with this amount of characters in it that still managed to be funny and respectful to the characters yeah like just watching like the end credits like how they always blast like the main actors names at the beginning before they do the scrolling credits they just kept coming and coming yeah. and coming it's and, like like ants out of an ant, an anthill it was ridiculous um i have ant man wasn't here <laughs> oh, way to go dick i have to say <laughs> no, i'm kidding <laughs> uh i have to say though i think that although it was funny to us it wasn't necessarily funny to be funny like that's just the way they interact with each other yeah 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 you know it's it, it's like it humor as a as a diffuser yeah it wasn't it wasn't like uh thor ragnarok or no. it, or uh guardians humor where they're making jokes to make jokes you know every it was mainly like interaction yeah. based and it was funny the way that they did that it's like how you would actually like some people have that laugh response to fear and tension. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's you guys nailed it. That was perfect. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else I could say without going into spoilers, but besides everything had a purpose. There was at no point that I think, Hmm. Well, I want actually, Mike, you brought this up last night when we were talking after the movie, you were saying how, um, you know, you could be watching one scene and then think, but wait, what's happening with these people? And right as you're thinking that, it goes right back to them. Yep. You know, and I think you just hit the nail right on the head with that one. And that's that's a perfect description of the movie in its entirety. Um, you don't want to miss a moment because every moment ab- absolutely counts, you know. So overall, I'm just going to say, go see the movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you've already seen it, go see it again. Because I'm sure there's something that you missed. I actually, <laughs> I actually, this morning I woke up, got on the train for work, and bought tickets for Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that because I think I'm going again Monday night. Uh, oh yeah. So I can make sure that our review is is accurate <laughs> when it goes up. 
Um, yeah. So without right. without any um, any spoilers, I don't think I can go any further. Can you guys? Ah, uh, no. Really, no. All right. Okay. Sorry. So if you uh, if you haven't seen it, you probably need to see it and get ready for these spoilers. So we're gonna drop some spoilers. Just gonna repeat that again. We're going to spoiler territory. Uh, I think we're gonna be, you know, dropping some spoilers here and. Mike, are we dropping spoilers? I think we're dropping spoilers. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. This is this is tough. This is really tough. We're gonna go around the room here. We're gonna talk about the moment that impacted you the most, and I think two of you are gonna have the same one. I think one. we all pretty much have the same one. <laughs> all right. So, uh, oh god, do we have to do, say do, it? Do do I want? Do you want me to say it? I can say it. No, I, I think one of us needs to be strong and say it. All right, I'll say it. It's the moment where Spider-Man dies. In the movie, it. I don't even want to say dies. He gets wiped out of existence, which is yeah, far worse. Yeah, but he's aware that he's being wiped out of existence, and he has this awful response that is difficult to witness because he's a he's like he's a teenager. He's a teenager, and he's he realizes what's happening to him. I'm tearing up right now, man. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Hang in there, big guy. Uh, it's uh. It's not it, easy because he's he's my all time favorite character. He's the reason I got into comic books. I think what makes it worse is like you see all the other characters that are being wiped out, but they're just getting wiped out. He's the only one you actually hear begging and pleading to not go, and yeah. it's those lines, yeah, it, that just make it so much worse. So beautifully acted. Oh, beautiful! By the way, like because yep. if if that was. If that was Topher Grace Spider-Man Three <laughs> acted, we'd be like, get the, fuck out. "Get the fuck out of this movie right now! This is terrible." But it was, it was amazing. It was just, and and that's where I got to give. I got to start by giving real props to the Russo brothers because, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. like top to bottom, I felt like they they cared about the story that was crafted. They care about the characters, and they wanted it to be done right top to bottom and it felt exactly like that felt fantastic all the characters felt so natural yeah Yeah. none of them felt like they had forced dialogue all the interactions felt like how they should have felt how we've seen them in past movies and they they paired everybody up so beautifully you know there there wasn't a time where i was hoping for another interaction between characters you know what i'm saying so like Thor, well, Thor's with the Guardians, and um, there wasn't a moment where I was like, "Well, I really wish he was actually with with Tony or something." Yeah. yeah, there was one interaction that I was dying to see that we did not get. What's that? Think about the two characters that we would have we we desperately wanted to see together due to their history that we didn't see. They had a real big fight. Oh, Tony and, and Bucky, and Tony and Cap. And Cap. Yeah. Yeah, Tony and Cap. Like that was like I wanted that phone call to happen so badly. Yeah. From 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 Tony to Cap because I think Cap would have been like, "Oh God, shit's fucking serious." Because if he's it's actually been, reaching out to me, then yeah, like something's wrong and we got to take care of this. Yeah, I mean, he kind of. I'm sure he had that initial response though, because there's no way he would have known that it was Banner calling from Tony's phone. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, so he had to have that initial thought going through his head anyway. But yeah, he he really didn't get that um, that with Tony at all. He, as far as he knows, 
and as far as Tony knows, uh, each of them are dead. You know, they, and the the last time they they talked to each other was Civil War. Yeah, yeah, which is which is nuts. So you know they're both probably torturing themselves in between these movies because you know they they left at such bad odds. Talk talk like, about the ego and uh, on on Tony though. Like, dude, seriously, the world is ending, and you all have the balls to call Captain America, well, someone who can help. <laughs> he kind of got drawn into a a little bit of a fight there. So I, he was about ready to. And you, then yeah, he had the phone open. Yeah, like, yeah, I guess. I guess, um, but it wasn't it, entirely it took, his fault. It took some coaxing, though. It did, yeah. Which yeah. I mean, yeah, shame on Tony, but at the same time, he was about to. So, so we can't hold it over from that badly. So since we, I want to back up a quick second. So okay. I want to kind of talk about the deaths in this movie, okay. and yeah. there were a lot. a lot. So we lost Heimdall and Loki almost mm-hmm. right off the bat, Ugh. and and Loki was. Uh, that was tough to watch, man. That was just yeah. tough to watch. Yeah, I really was not expecting that. That was pretty rough to see. I'm not you know? entirely surprised though, because no. Loki's been here for years now. So, what more could they really tell with his character? At this right. Point? Well, I mean, there, and Heimdall was never that big of a character to begin with in the whole yeah. MCU scheme. In the yeah. Thor movie, sure, but yeah, but not not overall. Yeah. Um, and then you know we lost Gamora, which broke my heart. Oh, oh my uh, God. And like, just the way it happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, as as Thanos snapped his fingers, gets rid of everybody, and then we lose <sighs> this list. This list is tough for oh me to, to me to say here. So Ready? we're going to try and just fly through it. All right. right. Let's do this like a game show. So, Mike, so who Mike, did we lose? <laughs> oh, it's not even fun. <laughs> we lost Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Groot, Drax, Mantis, the aforementioned Spider-Man. Oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! Nick Fury, Maria Hill, Vision, and then Vision again, which is a total dick move, Thanos. Fuck you directly in your big purpley face, son of a bitch. So yeah, that, those are all the ones that I caught. I thought there was one more big one. Benadryl Bumblebee patch. No, he was still alive. Did he? Was he? I thought he died. I thought he... No, he did. actually, he lived. I thought everyone on Titan except for Tony and Nebula... Left. No, I thought. Uh, oh wait. Shit. No. I, yeah. No. Doctor Strange did Doctor, die. Yes, that's Everyone right. Except that's right. Because I got mad about yeah. that. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Strange died as he was saying this was the only option. Yeah. Ugh. God damn it, Bumblebee. <laughs> Bumblebee yeah. Patch. So, so question. Uh, and I'm and I'm just bringing this up because <laughs> my my wife disagreed with me about this. Uh, when Thanos threw. Banner into the uh the cliffside and phased him into yes. it. He died, correct? I don't know. I didn't interpret it that way. I I interpreted it as half his body is in a fucking cliff face, except for the fact that Hulk cannot be killed. Like that's that's my uh, biggest issue there. I think I th- I, th- I thought of it him. more of as like maybe the suit half got yeah because that, that, that's that's what she bulky. said. It's hard. It was hard to tell from the visual, so that's a that's a big old question mark. Um, another one that I'm not sure about is War Machine, because Thanos crinkled that some bitch midair like a soda can and then just tossed him off to the side. Yeah. So I was like, he's either like paralyzed for real, for real. 
or he's say, dead. I was going to say he lost the use of his arms now. <laughs> Full-on quadriplegic. God. Didn't he, wasn't he like looking for Falcon as after Falcon disappeared, though? Wasn't he walking around looking for him? Uh, yeah, well, or did Thanos like screw you know, him up more after that? You know what? This is actually good because we were paying attention so hardcore and because the ending was so abrupt and almost confusing, but it, it makes sense. It was kind of confusing and abrupt and you just don't know exactly what you saw. Yeah, like there's you know? there's so much ridiculous confusion. So he may have been looking. I, I'm pretty sure I remember him walking around saying Sam, Sam. Yeah, right. You're right. As you're right. You're, yeah. right. you're right. He was looking for Sam. Um, man, it was just. All right, so let's step away from the death for a minute. <sighs> there was so much of it. Let's do that. So, Thanos is a villain. What'd you guys think? Holy shit! Did they ever save the best villain? for this movie i will say they gave him such enough like information such a good backstory that at times i actually felt for him I, like yeah. i understood yeah. what he was doing and why he was doing it yep i i kind of felt bad i was like huh is it wrong that he kind of makes a little bit of sense and like it it's almost logical in a way exactly it's like we know there, there we have finite resources there's no way unchecked we can support this much life we should just get rid of half of it. I don't know how he arrived at the half number, but he's just like, no, fuck it, half of them, gone. Yeah, and he's like, listen, I don't want to cause pain and suffering, and I don't even want to have a decision in who dies. That's why I want to get these stones, make it absolutely random, and this way no one will actually feel pain. They just get white from existence like they were never there in the first place. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I I read before the movie came out that you spend a lot of time with Thanos. Yep. And I was really, really happy to hear that because my biggest gripe with the MCU is we don't we don't get very good villains. We have a lot of time with the heroes. And that's why, you know, I, I think that's why the MCU is so successful. I agree. Uh, because we spend the most time with the people that we really care about. Um, does it make the movies um, a little less enjoyable because we don't get as great villains? Uh, some Sometimes. But it's not so much so that you're like, well, I don't feel like I got a great payoff from that film. No. You spend so much time with the characters in those movies that when you get to something like this, a two-and-a-half-hour movie... Um, with with nothing but pretty much action, um, you know exactly where all the characters stand, why they're doing what they're doing, and it leaves room to really build the best villain that one of the best villains in the MCU. No, I think you're right. The first time, the best villain. Like I think he he literally and figuratively stole that from Loki in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and I don't know if you guys have been seeing this, but people have been saying that oh, this one is not as good as the the first Avengers. I did see that earlier. I, I Who have, the hell? I have to back you up hardcore and just smack you right across the face because I so I wanted I knew people would be saying this, 
And I honestly think it's a little bit of a nostalgia thing at this point because it really has been a little bit of time since we got that movie. So what I did was I went back last Sunday and I rewatched the first Avengers just to see what I thought about it now compared to everything else that's come out after that. And I have to say, it was a little bit disappointing. It it seemed very cartoonish. Um not it didn't have as serious as a tone and the serious moments that happened in the movie uh i actually kind of chuckled at which i don't remember chuckling at before you know it's just like they tried to throw in too many uh comic booky things that didn't quite uh you know cross over into live action and i have to say it's probably because of joss whedon and his direction but to give him some credit, it was the first movie ever done of that kind of thing. So credit where credit is due. But after the Russos took over, they kind of made it so um, it made more sense in a live action setting. So I'm going to have to say no to everybody who's saying that the first Avengers is better than this because it's just it just doesn't work. Also, you have to keep in mind that as these movies have gone on, they've grown and we've grown with them. So if you're... If you're looking back and going, oh, no, that's a better movie, it's a good movie because it was, like you said, the first of its kind. But now, like, we're, like, think about it. It's 10 years. How old were you 10 years ago? 15. I yeah, mean, exactly. Like... Would, do, would you say that you have the the, the Same logic? emotional and logical yeah. standings when I was 15? Hell no. No, you know? exactly. Exactly. So the movies have to, if, if this had been, a carbon copy of Avengers 1, I would have been mad because I've watched these characters become more than what they started out as. Right. So it would it would have felt like a slap in the face as a, as a fan. Definitely. Very good point. So um, what else are you guys thinking about this? Well, speaking of villains, that one moment when, I forget what the planet was called, but when Gamora and Thanos ended up on this planet it's, to get the Soul it was Stone. Like, Ver- Veramir? Veramir, because it sounds like Boromir from Lord of the Rings. Yes, that's how I remember it too. <laughs> ah, you're Bor- such a nerd. I'm Boromir. Such a nerd. One does not so simply good. remember Veramir. <laughs> <laughs> give it, give it. Yes. All right. So Voromir or Veramir, whatever it was. Yes. Uh, so they arrive there and they see this guardian of the Soul Stone, and then after about thirty oh. seconds of dialogue. The cloak goes back. Just a, and just a little hell, bit. Just a little bit. And Ugh. everyone in theater gasps. Yeah. Hugo so, fucking weaving. <laughs> Red Skull. It was it was amazing, right? So one of the thoughts that I had uh, coming into this movie was, okay, there there have been some villains that we've seen just, you know, die. We we've we've seen a body. But there have been some villains. We've never seen a body. We've never gotten closure. So I was just like, there's an opportunity here to rope in some of these villains and make them integral to the storyline. And then when he showed up, not only was it like the most pleasant surprise for me, it it made the universe feel way more connected Yeah, in a way. It really did. I mean, shit. That was the first Avenger. You know, that was, yep. the, that was the first time where... Uh, Infinity Stones came into like, uh, I guess human human interaction. You know, um, they they started to figure all this shit out during World War II. That was the first time, really, in a I guess I want I don't want to say written history, but modern history, that it started to come into play. Yeah. And then ever since then, it just started to snowball. You know, that was the beginning of it. 
and they really pulled it back together. It was it was quite awesome to see. I remember just sitting there and I saw Red Skull and I'm just like, excuse me, what? And you what? know, what? I I like that they changed up his face too. Yeah, and just they, just a little bit. It, like it wasn't drastic, just enough to know that you that he's been through some shit. Uh-huh. It was but. less rounded off. It was more chiseled and chopped. You yeah. know, it was more. It was like a gaunt. Yeah, yes. gaunt. Yep. Like yeah, yeah. He's, I loved it. He's almost like an an undead character now. Yeah. So you know? uh, a couple things there with with him. How the hell was he flying? Well, I I I think it's he's he's not like an actual like human being anymore. So like yeah, maybe he was changed by that portal. Who knows? Who knows? I hope he shows up again. I, I really do. I don't, I don't know how how or why he would, but like it seemed like his sole purpose was to protect the soul stone. And so now, now that it's gone, he doesn't really have a purpose anymore. I I could I could see maybe I could see him coming back in the next in the next Avengers. Only pretty pretty much with the same amount of time he was there this time. When uh, Gamora comes back to life, if I, Gamora comes I back, I don't life. know if she will. I think only the ones that disappeared at the end are going to come back. Nailed it! Yeah, nailed it! I was, I was. That's what I was thinking, but I'm being hopeful. I'm. I don't think that's the case with Just this one. Stop. I. Hey, it breaks my heart stop. to say that because I love Gamora. <laughs> but... So, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a little comic about. Comic book knowledge here. Cool. God, I haven't even been drinking. Comic book knowledge. So, in the original Infinity Gauntlet um, series, graphic novel now, if you if you collect it, uh, Gamora is... So, Adam Warlock is tied to the Soul Stone a lot. Um, so, he, he gets imprisoned in there, so on and so forth. They go through the entire event. They, do, they divvy up the, the stones at the end. Time fast forward through time, Gamora now has a close connection to the Soul Stone. Part of her soul is actually trapped in there. So I'm wondering if that one scene at the end with Thanos, where he's talking to baby or kid Gamora, mm-hmm. was he's actually talking to her in the Soul Stone, uh, talking to her trapped soul in the Soul Stone. Wow! Because maybe. he had he had to sacrifice a soul in order to gain it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just a little Wait, curious. Like the, what, there was kind of like that vessel there that he had to put the soul into. Boom. What if? What if her soul is you know since part of her soul is in there, it wasn't an even trade. No, I think I think it was when when she was killed that that her soul then transfers into the soul stone, giving mm. him possession of it because because he has to give it up in order to receive the soul stone. Okay. Yeah. See where I was coming from is it's not a whole soul that is being traded for that stone. No, I see it more as like there was an empty vessel there that you had to provide the soul for to power it, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. So that's that's where I was coming from with that part. Um, So I just, one of the things I loved about the story is that I loved that the bad guy fucking won. Like yeah. we're so used to the good guys winning all the time, you're you're starting to run through your mind. Okay, how are they gonna get out of this? How are they gonna get out of this? A couple times they got real close. Oh, real close. But yeah, fucking Peter Quill. Quill had to fuck it up. Holy <laughs> shit, man! And like I at mean, least like if you want to do something, why don't you fucking chop off his arm? So like, so, we can talk about this a little bit later. But I was thinking about that scene earlier. Yeah, so we'll, we'll touch we'll, about it still not we'll, a little we'll bit. We'll break that we'll break that scene down a little while cuz I definitely want to swing back to that. Okay. But I think it's important that we show how 
formidable the bad guy is because he actually wins. Like every like think about every villain that we've come across. They've they've had ninety percent of victory, and the and the heroes snatch that ten percent, and it's it's theirs now. And usually ends with the villain dying. It's a problem for another day, but they they usually find a way to gut out a win in the end. And this time they couldn't. And that for me was really epitomized at the very end where Cap is just sitting on the ground next to Vision's body and just says, God. And like, just that's it. That's all. It's all he could say. And like, he's seen some shit. Like, he's seen some things in his lifetime, in his uh, abnormally long lifetime. So it was it was super impactful for me there. Man, how about how about that fucking punch to the head? I thought oh, he was dead. I thought too. he was completely dead. I, I thought he well, was dead. Well, the only reason I didn't think he was dead was because it was with the non gauntlet hand. Doesn't so, matter. I, I mean, yeah, titan. he's still he's still a titan, but like Dude, he he fucking he, he messed up the whole. Yeah, true. Yeah. But like for when I first saw it, like that was going through my head. It wasn't like the really really hard hit. So yeah, it wasn't a fatal blow. Uh, speaking of the Hulk. I love that fight. I loved that fight. Yeah. It, it called back to the first Avengers. Yeah. Where you, you just have him throwing Hulk into the ground instead and, of Hulk throwing Loki. And, and and Loki delivering the line, we have a Hulk, mm-hmm. was, yes. was beautiful symmetry. I, I did notice that the, at the beginning there was there was a lot of callbacks to the original Avengers. Yeah. So you had Tony when they were going up into space on the ship Talking trying to Pepper. call Pepper again. Yeah. And like there was a lot of callbacks to yeah. that. But I mean that that shows that you have a rich history that you can draw from, uh-huh. and and just give you those waves of nostalgia before you absolutely crushed our hearts, ah. Russo brothers, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Did a fantastic really job, but you assholes. <laughs> I I think this is that what people talk about love to hate. This is that absolute circumstance of loving to to hate the Russo brothers. You love them. You, you hate them because you you love what they did, you know. It's yep. like, oh, but thank you so much for doing this for us because you gave us an experience unlike anything we've ever had before. Yeah, like it's just so incomparable to to anything. Like I can't think of any movie that's had this kind of ridiculous impact and scope at the same time. I just, I just nothing comes to mind. No, which it which makes it a brilliant, brilliant achievement. Okay, so we we've covered we've covered the deaths in Infinity War. We've covered we've covered the villain, um, the director, the director, <laughs> and uh, the goddamn S. What's uh, <laughs> Infinity Wars directors? Anyway, so we're gonna shift the conversation just a little bit. Jesse, what are you not buying? All right, this week, what I'm not buying. So, Infinity War. I'm willing to accept all this intergalactic stuff. I'm willing to accept all this war, all this mayhem, all this shit. What I'm not buying, how in the hell, after that battle in New York, did Bruce Banner find that cell phone? You have all this carnage, all this shit thrown out everywhere, and they somehow end up in front of the Sanctorum again, and yet Banner is able to find that cell phone in the middle of the rubble. How? How the hell was that possible? It was surrounded by boulders. Exactly. You're right. There was overturned cars. There was everything. How did Banner find that? You're tiptoeing, big man. You need to strut. I just imagine. I just imagine Bruce like just walking around, like kicking debris, and be like, "Oh, phone." <laughs> like, oh my god! And 
Steve Rogers? Like, I That's mean, convenient. Strange Tony and Peter are up in space. Wong has gone back into the Sanctorum. He went through a portal and everything. So Banish is left on the street here. And then there's a cell phone. And he's just like, phone? Oh, <laughs> Rogers. All right, cool. What the hell? I'll accept everything in the movie. But no, the Russo's, you need to explain this. How yeah. does that work? <laughs> That's a good point. I like it. Goddamn all right, that was Jesse's I'm Not Buying It. Thank you, Jesse. Now, we're going to roll right back into Infinity War because there's just so much to talk about. So much. All right, so, so Mike, what we got? Has Thor ever seen a goddamn rabbit in his entire <laughs> fucking life? Where's no ordinary rabbit? That's the most foul, cruel, and bad-tempered rodent you ever set eyes on. I would feel like Asgard would have some. <laughs> yeah, at least one. Like, you gotta know that a rabbit's ears are long. Long this way, not short and pointy. Like, you've gotta understand that. But I think what I like best is that Rocket never really corrected him. Rocket well, never tried. Uh, did you look at him, like, ever? I mean, <laughs> true, but like, but, like, Rocket's not the type to not speak his mind. Yeah. So... <laughs> I love it when Chris Pat uh, Chris Pratt try starts imitating Thor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is my speaking voice. You making a voice deeper? <laughs> they're just not helping it at all. <laughs> oh my god. And nope. then they're just mocking each other back and forth. Yeah. Good like, luck good luck morons. <laughs> they really are morons though. So they're best kind of morons. So one of the things I realized is that the one scene uh, from Thor Ragnarok is completely improv. The scene where he's talking about Loki and the snake. <laughs> so that's all improv, which is hilarious. I actually kind of wonder how much of that they they gave just light, creative license to Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt to just kind of just go at it. How yeah. you know Chris Pratt is really good at improv. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <he is. laughs> can only imagine. Um, so, yeah, there, there's that... Uh, <laughs> One of those other moments was like, you know how they kept doing like the titles for for like Wakanda, yeah, uh, Veramir, space, space. space. Like, it's just like what? <laughs> just somewhere in space. It was, it was great. I mean, it just we don't even fucking know. Broke up the seriousness of the movie at times, and that that was great. Uh, <laughs> and I, I I liked how they rolled the music into introducing the guardians it was right after that serious scene you know in new york and you know hulk or bruce banner calls um steve rogers and you just start hearing these bongos going in the background and you're like yeah you're like what the fuck like this is not fit the tone at all like, at first i was like wait are we going back to wakanda already yeah and then it just goes and then it's space <laughs> and there's like oh okay that makes yep. sense. and you could i loved it because you could feel this this wave coming over everybody in the theater when it cut to space and and everybody put two and two together with the music and that and everyone's like oh shit oh, here it comes so you know? that's, that's one of the things that i actually loved is like the connection uh that they and the respect that the Russo brothers give to all those other characters, because we all know that Guardians of the Galaxy is synonymous with a ridiculously awesome playlist. Well, and and the the respect they gave to the characters and the directors. Oh yeah, like the choices that directors made. Absolutely. You know, with those characters. Yep. They pretty much let the directors write, and like that whole creative team 
write those bits for those characters. Essentially. Yeah, it, it it felt so natural based off of the characters they established. So that I thought that was I thought that was awesome. I thought that was an excellent touch. Um, so <laughs> like one of the <laughs> what version of a win did Doctor Strange see here? I know you did like fourteen million. Okay, whatever. but see that that goes back to what I was. Th- thinking about earlier with that whole scene where Chris Pratt screws up the plan to steal the infinity gauntlet because like when I first saw it, I was like, you idiot. You couldn't have waited 10 more seconds to beat the shit out of Thanos. You literally had to do it that right that moment. Honestly, he didn't even have to beat the shit out. Just stick the gun in his mouth and pull the trigger. Yeah. But then like, as I got thinking about today, I'm like, well, the fact that strange that this all happened like that was almost like one that was like a scene that like most people would have just thrown off like oh this is impossible there's one chance out of 14.6 million that i saw that we're actually gonna win but strange still let all this stuff happen yeah i mean this is the scenario where they're gonna win yeah and he and he kept saying tony this is the only way this is how it has to happen basically so So that was his final line before they disappeared they have to lose to win exactly so what does what what does what did Strange know before he died? Because we're not done. No, we know we're not done. So what does what happened in in that vision that he had? Uh, R.I.P. Bro. Uh, <laughs> vision. Jesus Christ. Uh, what happened in that vision that he he saw that and was like, okay, I'm okay. I know I'm gonna be erased from existence. Cool. We got this. I I hope that we get to see it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Absolutely. What did you guys think about the fact that they used the same ploy twice uh, with four characters? So once between Gamora and Star-Lord for You Have to Kill Me, and one time between Scarlet Witch and Vision, You Have to Kill Me. Did you guys feel like it was overused or um the, the... I, I did think that at first when I first saw it I was like didn't we just see this happen like an hour ago? Yeah. So I'll say here's where I feel it was different. Visions was more of a okay, we're going to exhaust every other potential option and if it doesn't work I, like for the good of of the world and the universe, the universe. And, and you have to like there's there's no way around it with Gamora it was just like you know I'm, I'm I know I'm putting us in a situation if he catches me kill me like there's like don't bargain don't try with Dormammu just <laughs> Dormammu I've come to bargain. Gamora was more personal reasons I don't want to go back to him whereas yeah. Vision was more like for the good of everything so <clears throat> here's I want to talk about some potential resurrections real quick, right? So, Vision. Shuri alluded to the fact that he likely does not need the Mind Stone to live. Right. So, she talked about, you know, threading synapses, yes. which is really cool. In sequential order. Yeah. <laughs> Why and didn't you... like, oh, we didn't think about that. And it's no, like, no, you just okay. Had... I'm sure you guys oh. did the best that you could. I love <laughs> her like, so just much. Just a little bit of condescension. I love it. So awesome. It's like, oh, yeah, you're fucking with a, a legit genius here. She's easily one of my favorite characters in the entire MCU. Yeah. yeah Banner's absolutely. just like, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's real smart. Sorry, bro. <laughs> um, so what did you guys think about the the CGI? Because I know we've 
in the in the counterpart in DC, <laughs> and I, I put air quotes there. Oh god, uh, we have ripped how they've done CGI. So, what do you guys think about uh, about this movie? Because there are several characters that were that were exclusively CGI. So, I'm not a big stickler for that sort of thing. Like, if it's really bad, then yeah, I'll notice. But like, I thought it was well done. I thought, I thought they did a good job with it. Everything looked nice and clean, and yeah, just to me, it looked well done. You see, the thing about DC is they make it look like a cartoon. <laughs> I love I love that it starts with, see, the, the thing, thing about, about DC, DC is. <laughs> <laughs> I know we shouldn't be laughing, no, but like, no, they well, do it to themselves. Yeah, I agree. So, so they, yeah, you're right. You're they right. make it look like a cartoon, and when you look at the MCU, and specifically Thanos, you... You don't even think this is a CG character. You think, okay, well, this is an actual being. You know, they just there's, found him on the street. There's, there's no, there's no second thoughts about, okay, this is computer generated. You just, you're accepting that it's, it's happening. This thing is here, and, you know, that's the biggest compliment that you can honestly have for CG because you're not thinking about the fact that it's completely fabricated so you're you're right there I, and i really noticed that with thanos because there are times where it was just like i actually had to remind myself that this is josh brolin not actually on screen right it is, this is this is a rendered construct so i i noticed a couple of things like they all did really good like reference points as as for like his size because they're all looking up to him you know and they, and they have to because he's uh, Titan, uh, and then there were other times where it was like, man, it looks so real and so lifelike that it's it, like I almost forgot that there was an actor playing this this digitally constructed character. It yeah. was just, it was excellent. You know, the only time where I thought CG suffered um, was kind of with the the uh, Black Order. Yeah, there were two moments for me where I where I got a little weird with the CGI. One was at the very end with Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster. Like, his head just looked wrong. Like, it, it was just like, the best way I could describe it. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, all right, so you guys played Goldeneye like, yeah. back in the day. You know, the faces were just a little strange yep. on the front of the character model. Like, that's how his face, from like, like go back and watch it. It's like somebody cut out a picture of of Mark Ruffalo's face and just put it, just kind of like pasted it in there. It's just, it's just for like a <laughs> briefest of moments. It's so strange. Uh, and then the second one is with Proxima Midnight, uh, the female in the Black Order. There was times just that, that uncanny valley, that that feeling. It's just like, uh, it's just not right, but it's there, and I have to keep looking at it. And then, and then it fixes itself. But there were there were points where it was just like, it looks real. But I know it's not real, and because I know it's not real, it's like playing with my brain a little bit. So I mean, overall, they did a fantastic job, and it and it really uh, it kept me. Not that I would have been out of the movie, but listen, bad CG can really take you out of an experience. Yes, and this kept me in it a hundred percent. Superman mustache. Yeah, you know what's weird though? I don't know if anybody else noticed this about Black Panther. I I couldn't help but look at his neck, like the costume that went up to his neck. It it honestly looked like a a costume that you just get at a store. 
like looked, the like the fabric looked loose and different from the rest of the costume and then once the CGI kicked in for um his mask it looked different it looked like a fucked up turtleneck yeah and and it wasn't like that yeah. in the Black Panther movie no no i agree you're right and uh yeah i just i noticed it once and then i couldn't unsee it okay so um you brought up the black order yeah so let's talk about the Black Order a little bit. Okay. Uh, so the Black Order, in case you don't know, Ebony Maw, Call Obsidian, uh, Proxima Midnight, and Corvus Glaive. Um, you wouldn't know that because they really basically didn't say their names. Yeah. Which is not little, at all. Which is a little disappointing because as a guy who's who's read comic books and read stuff with the Black Order in it, they are actually a fairly uh, insidious set of, of people. Like to or, me, there was just yeah. the woman, the torturer, the guy with the am- the hammer, <laughs> yeah, and the and other it, one. It was just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you kind of just accepted the fact that these people weren't anything more significant than people who will do Thanos' bidding. You know, just as minions, basically. Yeah, yeah. so minions. They they pretty much built them up to be exactly what they were, almost nameless minions for Thanos. So I did love the Ebony Maw. The guy this is the guy who talked a lot. Right. In case you don't you don't know. With no nose. No nose. The the guy who tortured uh Doctor Strange. The torturer, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the torture. Yeah. <laughs> good work. Uh, so I thought he was he was really cool. I think they did a really good job using him but not defining him, if that makes any sense. I mean none of them really had any defining traits. It was it was uh they more or less all seem to be exactly the same person, just in different forms, like different shapes, you know? Yeah. And and that's, that's a shame. Uh, like maybe we'll, maybe we'll see more of them. At I some mean, point. two of them are dead. For the one, except for the ones that are, aren't dead. Don't want floating in space. Who knows? Yeah. Ebony Ma's death was amazing. Like I loved that. You and ever see, you ever seen the old movie alien? <laughs> yeah. Just that whole moment where strange is going out of the ship and you just, the, the iron legs just come out. Yeah. And just, Oh, it was so fa- Oh God damn it. I love I, that iron spider suit. He even referenced how intuitive it was. Yeah. Like as he was like going through, I was this like, yeah. suit is crazy intuitive by the way. <laughs> I, I love Tony's new suit and the iron spider suit, the whole nanotechnology that he has involved in it. Mm, you know what? That's what I wanted from extremists, the extremist storyline. Cause that's, that's how it looks in the comic books. It comes out of, out of him it, it like goes over his entire body and that's that's what i wanted instead isn't, of explody people and just... <laughs> isn't isn't that exactly why i told you jesse in the theaters it, it is yep son of a bitch man it was so cool and i was like you know well all right so once we realized what the suit like what his clothes were it was like the nanotech yeah. of the suit yeah and uh I was like, Jesse, this, this is just like the the extremist suit in, in the comics, but, you know, in that version, it's, like, actually inside his body, and it just, like, you know, yeah. comes out and forms over him. But I was like, you know, but it would be too unrealistic for, for the, uh, you know, to use in the MCU, and Jesse's like... Yeah, because that would be unrealistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, well, motherfucker, you got me there. <laughs> and, I, so, you, know, you know what was brilliant? They explained, like... 
throughout the Iron Man movies, they've explained why he's upgraded suits and how he's upgraded suits. Here, they, they, they still remain faithful to that, but they just were like, oh, yeah, it's nanotech. Oh, yeah. And then just walked away. And I was like, that's brilliant. It's like, cool. Yeah. I mean, sure. I love it, but okay, cool. One of my favorite little moments that was not so little to me um, when Thanos was like, when he actually called Tony by his name. And, he, yeah. and Tony said to him, you know who you I am? You know who I am. He's like, yes, you're one of the few cursed with knowledge. That that just really hit me. I yeah. was like, holy Brilliant. shit. Brilliant, yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's there's one other thing that, like, there was the, the one fight with Thanos where he's they're just wailing on him and wailing on him, and he gets cut eventually, and he's like, all that for a drop of blood. Yeah. And, and I felt chills go down my spine because I was like, you guys – like through your haymaker right there and he's just like <laughs> bitch please and then just loses it it was i mean like he, he's so formidable dude like, oh, so cool when uh when he came to wakanda thanos hiding his power too my lip my top lip was literally quivering with anger the entire time like it uh, up and up until the point where uh, I I think when Vision died, like right after Vision died, first or second time, second time, um, my I was feeling actual anger, like I wanted to to jump in there and start beating the shit out of the guy, you know. I can't say that I've actually ever felt that from a movie before, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's tough, right? They did him so well, almost too well, and and it, I think it was because of the fact that. Part of you wants to side with him, and then the other half of you is like just having this reaction to it's like you're having a conflict within yourself. Like, you want to side with him, but you know why it's wrong, and that makes you even more angry. And then you see him beating the people down that you know are right, and that makes you <laughs> and that that just pushes you down like, yeah, right over the edge. It's such an emotion. Like, just wrote it so well. It's so emotional, top to bottom. Like, and it's such a range of emotions too. It's just so crazy. Yeah. Um. So, a Stormbreaker, uh, oh. Thor forging Stormbreaker, which has such a rich history. Like, like Stormbreaker is also very tied to Beta Ray Bill, uh, who they've just kind of dropped hints about here and there. They're almost like little tiny throwaways, but. Uh, it's just like seeing that that new hammer uh and part of that being Groot like cuz Groot's basically apathetic an apathetic teenager almost the entire movie mm-hmm. which kind of annoyed me to be honest uh, not really until it counted yeah like he came through when it counted like the hammer's there we need we need wood to put it together it, he sacrifices his freaking arm like that's crazy he can grow back in 2 seconds yeah true but still let me cut off your arm if you, even if you grow a pack. Well, I mean, I'm saying he can't grow his arm back. Well, He's saying, not a fucking starfish. If, if. I'm sure it doesn't feel good. You speak Groot. It was an elective on Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> there are other beings like him? Like, what? <laughs> yes, there, there are. Their vocal cords are paralyzed, and that's all I can muster to say. I'm Groot. So it's all in the tones. <laughs> it's all about the tone, baby. Uh... So, I mean, just a couple quick things that I had. Um, the lack of an actual Hulk. 
Yeah, man. Showing up, that was a little frustrating. That was very frustrating, but they really did work out thy, ugh, that dynamic Die. pretty well. dynamic. They really worked out that dyna- dynamic pretty well. I, I can't, I can't get that phrase out. <laughs> the it's dynamic. Like, it's like, a, have you ever seen that video? It's a commercial, and the old man can't say buttery, flaky crust. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. And just, absolutely. So let me try it one more time. That dynamic between the characters. Good yeah, there you go. Good work. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I think that was a pretty cool struggle that they showed there, and I actually think they did a really good job with the CG with that, um, showing the Hulk trying to come out and Banner, and he's just pushing them. Like back. Re- repressing himself. You yeah. Know? What do you mean, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's still a giant toddler, which is hilarious. Uh, I loved uh, the little standoff between the Avengers and Guardians leader leaders. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I swear to God, I'll shoot him in the head. <laughs> just, just going back and forth, and it's just hilarious. Wait, you're from Earth? God. No, yeah. Who? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll so do who, you. Who's Thanos? What's Thanos? I'll, I'll why, do one better. What? Why Thanos? Yeah. <laughs> Drax. Yeah, just it's how, perfect timing. How long have you been standing there? An hour. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to control perfect. my movement so slow that it is nearly imperceptible to the eye. <laughs> As he slowly moves a chip towards his mouth. Zagnuts. Mantis walks in. <laughs> Hi, Drax. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, Peter Dinklage, that was that was a surprise for me. Yeah, right. So I, I forgot he, that he was going to be in this. No, no, not that he was going to be in it because we knew he was going to be in it. I thought he was going to be a voice. I uh, thought he may have been Ebony Maw. He may have been Corvus Glaive a little bit. No, we get giant Peter Dinklage, which is <laughs> hilariously different than normal Peter Dinklage because he's the exact opposite of a giant. Yep, it worked out beautifully. I loved it. Yeah, that was that was great. And he played his part absolutely perfectly. So were you guys surprised that Cap and Iron Man made it out alive? Yes. I was expecting at least one of them to go. Yep. Hey. I, I So go ahead. going into this movie, I prepared myself for a week saying, okay, we're probably losing Tony. We're going to lose Tony. This is fine. Get, it'll be fine. And then you get to the scene where Tony gets stabbed. I was like, oh, my God, no. What the hell? What the hell? No. Yeah. It's like I prepared for this, but it didn't help. The movie theater gasped, and it was amazing. You know what was fucking awesome about that part? When he was fighting Thanos alone, and Thanos just kept ripping apart the suit, and it kept replacing mm-hmm. itself, yeah, but, but eventually it just couldn't, it do, couldn't it do it anymore. couldn't do it anymore. There wasn't enough material. Oh, I mean, that was just amazing, amazing work. That was a great sequence in the movie. That was actually one of my favorites. Uh, and well, I guess the, the last mo- thing that I'll do before we hit the, ne- the next part here is that uh, Rocket Raccoon has some questionable storage practices because of uh, he was telling Thor that he should have washed the eye off because yeah, yeah. They, I was like, dude, <laughs> oh, dude, it's little, little, this eye is not working. It's a little bit darker. Like, why are you? Why, first of all, why are you pulling it out of your pocket, giving it to me, and knowing where you stored it? Uh, second of all, you, you could have warned him maybe a little bit beforehand. I mean, it's just that was that was pretty hilarious though. That's pretty bad. I'm, I was actually really happy that they didn't go the easy route and have him be like, everything's brown. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an obvious joke. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like how Rocket was standing next to Bucky, and he was just like, "Can I have that arm?" Bucky yeah. just walks away, and then Bucky picks him up, and they and they oh, start going in the circle combo. back to back combo. Oh. Yeah, they did a really good job with uh, combo powers in this. In this, and that's not even a power. It's just like, oh, well, let's pull you up to head level here real quick. Spin around. Whew. That's so oh good. my god, yo, and you know what? So my brother actually talk not to go back to the deaths, but my brother brought up one that actually hit him the hardest when uh, Tashala went over to Okia. Oh yeah, and he's like, "This is no place to die," and then they both just fade. Uh, no, it was T'Challa that faded. Oh, uh, yeah, I yes. thought Okoye went in as well. Yeah, both mm. of them went, I thought. No, because she was seen later crying, looking, like, screaming because he was gone. Hmm, I could be wrong with that. This, you know what? Uh, that I, whole final scene was this, just such yeah, a blur yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. it's And honestly, that's great. Do you have to watch it again? I, I mentioned it before, and I don't even care that we're fucking this up right right now because... It, there's so much. Yeah, there's. It's such a long. It's such a long movie. A and B. That ending just throws you for such a loop that you don't know what happened. Like you, you saw it. You don't know, and you're not sure. Even but, even though you saw it, but all in the in the best possible ways. Yeah. Right. Like that. Like ordinarily, if you if you said, you know, you're just unsure of what happened. That's generally a bad statement, but that's not the case for this. So nope absolutely go watch it so yeah anyway moving on all right so uh so some of your favorite one-liners <laughs> or or just like comedic moments from the movies okay the movie. so we talked about a couple already with with uh i can ask him for bucky's arm <laughs> first, first his gun he's like gun's not for sale yeah he's like how about that arm <laughs> so that's a good rocket one. and his obsession um, with stealing people's limbs okay uh Kid, wizard, go. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh yeah. I, I wanted to backtrack to that. That fight where they're fighting Thanos and, and he's just zipping through portals. Oh, yeah. And, like that portal. was so kick portal. ass. Portal kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. That's a good line. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, the one from the the trailer about Star Lord telling Iron Man that his plan sucks. Like yes. it's still funny. It's still really funny in context. Uh also, uh, we're, we're using our made-up name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah, we talked about um, Star-Lord and Thor. Uh, God, they're so... It's, it's, it's really hard to... Honestly, the, the whole first hour, I want to say, where, where they were catching up with everybody and, you know, really starting to connect all the pieces... Uh, most of those scenes consisted of one-liners. Yeah, you know, with with some back and forth dialogue interspersed, <laughs> and and usually, um, okay, usually I I will not be okay with a lack of dialogue because I I really like to see those interactions. This is the only time I think that I've been okay with a lack of dialogue and have it being more action based. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love 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 the action sequences in these oh, movies. Yeah. I mean, why else not why else would you see it, but this is almost the main reason why you want to go see these movies. But there was such a lack of dialogue in this movie that in any anything else without having 18 movies before it 
holy shit, that would not have worked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, the uh, one with Stanley, the Stanley cameo, thankfully it happened early. We're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah. We need a distraction. We're all gonna die. <laughs> and, it, and it's not just we need a distraction. It said he's like not even looking and just reaching up and like slapping Ned in the face, <laughs> the side of the head. <laughs> so there, there was one line that Man, hit chair. me. Uh, not not a funny line. It's a very depressing line, but um, it's right before Thanos throws Gamora off the cliff. Um, he turns around. And there's tears running down his face, and Gamora's like, "What are you crying about?" And Red Skull is just like. The tears aren't for him. Yeah. And that, that was the impactful. moment that she just realized. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, there's so many, so many good moments. And you know what? Like, this is the last thing I'll say before we get to some, some, some of our follower questions and whatnot. Is that, like, the dialogue, like, even though it was obvious where the dialogue was going at times... It still carried so much weight. Like they did a really good job of writing it and not making it feel stupid. Like, yeah, if, if that makes sense. Because you, you almost knew what, or had a, had a sense of what each character was going to do uh, when they had interactions with each other, and you didn't know quite how they were going to get from point A to point B. And that is exactly what they filled in perfectly. Like, you you knew the outline going into it because you know mm-hmm. the personalities of everybody, but you didn't know how they'd get there, you know? And that was just so much fun to watch. Yeah, it really was. So, All right. So we, we've moved through a lot of that, and tonight we actually have some, uh, some questions from you guys. So I'm going to hit those really quick, and I'm going to let you guys answer them. Okay. So the first one we get here is from Kevin H., uh, he has a few questions. So the first one is, if Thanos only destro- destroyed half the Asgardians, how did they survive the ship being destroyed? Hmm. I would argue that they're Asgardians. They have a different physique to humans. How did Thor survive for so long? Yeah. I mean, granted, Thor was a god, but technically all the Asgardians are godlike. Exactly. So they have just a different physical makeup. So that I, I did think about that as well. However, when Thor was aboard the Guardian ship, if that was the case, why wasn't he like, hey, you see all those people out there? They're actually still alive, probably. So let's go get them as well. But that didn't happen. And I do remember like a line in the middle of the movie where Thor, I think right after he got picked up, was basically saying, oh, yeah, and Thanos killed like half the people on my ship. But then I remembered at the very beginning of the movie, everyone on board that ship was dead, except for yeah. Loki, Heimdall, and him. Yeah, pretty much. So that's why I was like, yeah, okay. Like maybe he, because there was only one ship that left Asgard, correct? Yes, because yes. that was the only ship they had. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what. I think, I think that might actually be like a, a plot so, hole. Like, so for beyond plot convenience, I would argue it's just because of their different Asgardian physique. But yeah, that'd be my best guess. And that makes the most sense because we've seen Thor basically fly through space. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, because he was actually talking to Rocket. Yeah, Asgardians survive in space. I'm sure of it. Yep. So. Uh, next question from Kevin was, did the movie live up to the hype for you? Yes. For me, it did. I would say yes. I would say it surpassed it because I I expected them to find a way to screw up Thanos a little bit because their track record with villains has not been great. But they, 
they just they 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 rounded the, the band really well here. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And not only did they they utilize this villain so correctly and so perfectly, but they utilized the movie ending like they never have before. So yeah. and and that that's huge because you, we all know that at this point that there's a grand plan. Yep. Behind these movies and uh I I did not see that coming cuz they've never n- never ended a movie like that before. No. And like going into it, I knew uh, there was going to be some like tough emotional moments, but like coming out of it it's become a joke here that I'm not the emotional one, but even even me, I was like at certain moments like feeling a little choked up because yep. like, it just it's that hard hitting. And yeah, that just made the movie so much better. It's so well done. So well done. All right. So final question from Kevin is that knowing what sequels are already coming, like Spider-Man Two, Black Panther Two, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange Two, so on and so forth. Uh, which characters do you think are actually dead and who could come back? And Sam, you gave me a really interesting theory about this last night. What I'm thinking is, at at the end, after the all of the deaths, it cuts to Thanos waking up to the sunrise, just like he envisioned, after you know he eliminates half of every population, and he's able to smile. It cuts back to the Avengers in Wakanda and they're all kind of looking around at each other like what the hell just happened like I thought I just watched you die I I just died and now everybody's alive so what's going on now my theory is that Thanos created an alternate reality for himself where he wins and you know his whole his whole plan works out. However, Mike, you told me before, and I only came to this conclusion because Mike, you you told me this before that Thanos in the comics actually want he he knows in his heart that he is wrong with what he's doing, but he can't stop himself, and he needs to do this. So because of that, he creates this alternate reality in which the Infinity Stones exist there. However, the reality that we all know it also exists, in which the Infinity Stones are there as well. They can't exist at two places at once. So the realities have to start coming back together. And that's what I'm thinking. Which is an interesting theory. I, I thought I thought about that. And Jesse, you and I talked there, like you said earlier, um, because of the people that Thanos essentially willed out of existence, that they find a way back. They're gonna have to. I mean, they, uh, they killed off like Panther, like and Spidey. All, like, I mean, all the Guardians, though. Like all of them, exactly. right there. Like ninety percent of the team. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, and actually, I wonder if they're they're gonna stick with the um, the team ups that they had in this in this Avengers film with the next one, because for some time Stark becomes a part of the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. In the comics, you're right. I wonder if they're going to stick with that dynamic in the next Avengers film, because he ain't dead. And And he's in space already. And he's in space. And if the other guardians come back to life, barring Gamora, uh, you know, he Mm. might, he might take Gamora's place. Possible. 
It's a convenient way to get him out of sight. I want to see Tony with that fabulous hair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so so there you go, Kevin. Uh, From Michael J., we have uh, Did the Red Skull Appearance Feel Forced? No, not to me. I don't know if it felt forced. It was definitely shocking, but... I think it was unexpected. No, you see, I actually was expecting Red Skull to come back. Only, and you can make fun of me as much as you want, but, and I know I've said this before, one of my favorite cartoon series is Spider-Man the Animated Series. And in that, in the last season, um, they actually have this really, really great arc where Captain America and a bunch of other heroes from... Um, that era come back and they unlock the secret vault that hasn't been opened since that time. And a portal is activated in which Captain America and Red Skull, they were locked in battle. Yeah. And they end up coming back out of it because the thing was reactivated by Red Skull's son. So... Going off of that, it didn't have anything to do with the Infinity Stones in the animated series, granted. However, in Captain America, the first Avenger, you never see him die. And it's almost the way that he goes out in that movie that's similar to the cartoon series that I kind of thought, okay, well, if they're going to be doing this with the Infinity Stones, there's a huge possibility that he's going to come back because of the stones. So, In retrospect, it wasn't that surprising mainly just because for some weird reason these last few months there's been a lot of internet buzz about red skull i don't know where it came from i don't know where they were going with it but all of a sudden like red skull got a resurgence so like looking back on it i'm like okay that makes some sense now because now red skull was in this movie but it was just it was weird like these last few months all of a sudden there was just a big spike in red skull conversation look as far as i'm concerned if it's comic book related unless i see a body like an actual body, and they bury that body. I'm sorry, they're not dead. Like there's just no way. Like if they kill it and it's a fucking scroll, or if the body turns to ash because it was a clone, like they're still out there somewhere, and with no body. I I thought that he was out there. I hoped that with the Infinity Stone madness or whatever, they'd bring back some villains. Uh, so that I thought that was awesome to see. Good question. Yeah. Uh, he commented that he was a little disappointed with the Hulk because he felt Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster armor just isn't as cool as the Hulk that's they've built up and established. I can see that, but like after Hulk's epic beatdown from Thanos at the beginning, I can understand the Hulk's hesitation to want to try it again. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, th- it wasn't as good a payoff for me even though they had that really weird kind of dynamic between Banner and the Hulk the entire time, like him trying to him trying to get out and it just not happening. It was very cool and something I wasn't expecting from the movie, but I really would have liked to see the Hulk come out, you know, at least at the last minute in Wakanda. But it, I, I did like the juxtaposition, again, back to like the first Avengers, where in the first Avengers... Banner's trying to suppress the Hulk as much as possible, yeah. but now he's actively trying to call the Hulk. You can see like how much he's grown over the yeah. last 10 years. And he, he's actually trying to work with him. He's, yeah. like, he's like, Hulk, we got some stuff to work out, pal. Yeah. You know, 
like he's he's accepted the fact that he he has this other thing you know so and his last two comments echo our sentiments uh, one is that he loved the movie which i think we all did uh despite it being the torture that it was and the second is that he thought thanos is a great villain which again we well we've we've the said best that one. as well yep uh, we got a question from Wesley M. It's not specifically Infinity War related, but he asked what our favorite MCU movie is and why. Huh. Which I think so, is a really good question. If you had asked me three months ago, I would have said Civil War. Okay. Because that was just had everything that I would wanted. But then in February, we had a little movie called Black Panther. Yeah. And that just stole my heart. The characters were amazing. The whole setting was amazing. The use of the tech was amazing. Yeah. The car chase scene in South Korea still holds as one of my favorite action sequences ever. Not just in like MCU or comics, ever. It's one of my most favorite action nice. sequences. It's well done. And how many how many times did you see Black Panther, Jesse? I've only seen it once and I loved it that much still. Okay. Yeah. I've only seen it once as well, but we're buying it and I'm probably gonna watch it like a thousand times. It's that kind <laughs> I'll of probably good. join you for a few of those. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> Feel free. Um All right, this almost feels like a cop out because there like I know we did rankings and there were you know, I, I listed movies differently, but it's gotta be Spider Man for me. For for two really big reasons. Spider Man is my all time favorite favorite character, regardless of universe, regardless of company, favorite character. He's the best to me. He's the one I most closely identify with as a person. Uh, and two, because it had a ridiculously nostalgic feel to it. So, like, there's times where Peter's talking to Liz, and it took me right back to the first time that, like, I liked a girl and asked her out, and she reciprocated feelings. And that, that feeling cannot be recreated. And to see that happen with this super awkward kid, like, it just it just rang a chord with me and I was like, yep, that's it. Hit a little too close to home. Maybe it did. Maybe I'm a loser. It doesn't matter. I'll take it. (laughs) Hey man, we all, we all love this stuff because it hits us for, for certain reasons. (laughs) All right. So just going, going from my list, Wes, um, first off, lazy ass question because we literally made a list about this. (laughs) Um, way to berate our fans. So, Less I love him, man. So, uh, for me, I'm going to have to go. See, this is, you know what, actually, I'm going to take that back, flip it, and reverse it. It's your um, you're no. Thank you for getting that little, yeah, uh, <laughs> the, that little reference there. Um, I don't know now whether or not Captain America Winter Soldier is my favorite. Or Infinity War is my favorite. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> uh, so let's exclude Infinity War. That's the assumption I was going under. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're excluding Infinity War, and I'm saying Captain America Winter Soldier. And because... Good pick. It really starts to show the gruesome nature of, you know, what these heroes have to go through to accomplish their mission. Uh, before, like I mentioned uh, in Avengers... You, it it seems very comic book like. It's it's not. It's not as serious, you know. It doesn't it doesn't hold a serious tone, uh, even though. The the stakes are very high. The only real serious moment from that movie that is reminiscent of the latter MCU movies, 
is when Tony is calling Pepper and he's putting that bomb through the wormhole. That that scene could be put into a later MCU movie and still fit the tone. Everything else, uh, not so much. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier because any moment from that movie could fit into um, any later MCU movie. All right, last last comment from Max K. Uh, it's he said it's a good thing they didn't get the gauntlet off because in the end they would have ended up losing, which is an interesting thought because. Well, then that whole that circles back to the whole Doctor Strange thing. Yep. Yeah, Strange wasn't going to let anything happen that wouldn't have led to that led to that one victory scenario. He could have stopped Quill. Exactly. So Strange knew that Quill had to screw up the plan to set the rest of it in motion so that they could ultimately win. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And we again, we still need to know what he knows because he he saw into the future, and we don't know what he saw yet. We know. He saw half of the universe getting wiped out of existence, but we we still know nothing. And the, the more amazing thing is, you know how generally at the end of the credits they're like, so so and so character will return. This time it, it was, was Thanos. Thanos. I will thought about that earlier and too. That, he was the only time they mentioned the villain will return, and like that, that's very foreboding. Like uh, that's it's it's scary. And. uh I guess just just to end this off, uh, right at the end when they have the title of the movie fade away, just like all of our characters that we know and love, <laughs> I noticed that two of the eyes from the title were the last ones to be the most prominent to fade away. I think it is going to be another... You know, it's it's going to be a continuation of Infinity War. Yeah, this is this is of course, of course, but we don't know know, what they're titling it, which is which is kind of what concerns me a little bit. I'm sorry, I did have one more question. Sure, Uh, came from uh, Jamie C. Uh, He says, "Who do you think the distress call went out to, Marvell or Carol Danvers?" That's a good question. I I, want to say Danvers. Me too. But because I feel like in this movie they're gonna have some sort of like Marvel reference, and then it, the whole movie is gonna be focused on Danvers for Captain Marvel. Yeah, and so then Danvers is gonna be the one that's gonna be coming around. I, I, yep. I save agree. Save the day, but I also love that it was a pager. It was oh, such it was a, great, such a '90s throwback. That's so good. Yeah, I mean, you. Not only is that a pager and it, like a '90s throwback with you know that in and of itself, but most of Sam Jackson, ah, Sam Jackson's motherfuckers come from '90s movies, and I, yeah, I, I really think it was like a like a dual, you know, callback to that kind of era, uh, and it was just a it was a perfect fit for a post credit scene. So yeah, I can't wait for that movie, and I can't wait to see not only Nick Fury but. Agent Coulson back right? Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Oh, I hope they just make the fashion in that movie terrible. Oh, do you, as better. bad as it was, man. Do you think that they're going to do any CG to those characters to make them look younger? No, nah, it'll probably they just be like young hair. enough, I yeah, feel. Yeah. Uh, dude, if you, if you look it's at... It's like 20 years ago. If you look at Avengers and you look at them now, like... They look much different. You I mean, think true, be able but to like, I don't know if they need to go full CG. Like, Just a little bit of makeup could do the trick. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so, like practical you, I, I think effects. a lot of people underestimate the power of makeup for these things. Yeah, like, makeup does a lot yeah. to characters. Shit, I mean, Gamora is is full on makeup. Drax. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Drax. So I mean, going a little off universe, but like if you look at DC, the Suicide Squad, Killer Croc was all makeup. That yeah. wasn't that's, CG. That's practical. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, guys, we have talked about Infinity War practically the entire time. I I think the only thing I would have to say we left out a little bit is it talking about action sequences. Yeah. But you know what? I think that's a talk that we can save for, for next time. Uh, really revisit that after each of us have seen it a second time um, and really pick out our favorite ones. Because that whole movie is just action sequence on top of action sequence. Oof. So uh, as of right now, I I could not give you an honest opinion on which is my favorite. So I think we're going to hit that next time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, it's weird because I've seen that people haven't liked the movie because it had too much action. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> I go to superhero movies because of the action. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what are you watching? I mean, the story's great and all, but like, I want to see people beating the shit out of each other. Exactly. Yep. All right, guys. So uh, I think that's it for me for tonight. That's it. Pretty much. All right. Well, thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you um, caught our spoiler warning and did not begin to listen without viewing the movie first. Uh, If you have, I'm sorry. Maybe get your hearing checked. Yeah. uh, It's your fault. You know. I blame you. But we if said you, it four times. If you have More not, that. if you have not seen the movie yet, um, and you do in between our next podcast, please, please, please post any questions that you would like us to answer for next time because there's just so much to talk about, and I'm sure there is a lot of things that we might have glazed over or just touched on that could be further expanded upon. So. If you think of anything, let us know. I'm sure we're going to fix some stuff next time around because we'll have all seen it a second time. Oh, yeah. Yep. So until next time, everybody, I'm Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Everybody stay twisted. Stay twisted.